the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 970 The Answer presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information from the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. I'm getting closer to Call now, 866-970-9622. That's 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elliman's CEO, Dottie Herman. Good morning. I'm taking a deep breath. Good morning on this lovely, I guess we're still in July day. I'm Dottie Herman, and you're listening to Eye on Real Estate. And every week we've got a terrific panel of experts who are here to help with anything you need to know about real estate. They'll answer your questions. They'll give you advice on every aspect of real estate and whatever else you might need. And, of course, as I said, everything is about real estate. Other than the only thing that I think really trumps it these days is politics, which I don't even want to go there. I feel like I'm... No pun intended. Uh, yeah, I feel like uh, I, I don't know what I feel like. It's, I don't know what I think it is anymore. It's gotten ridiculous. Um, was I there political news this week? I didn't notice. Oh, yes, I mean, it was. Yeah. It, it, there's yeah. every day. I tell you one thing, if you're in the news, you must be making a lot of money because they there's news every day. Yeah, there's always nothing. News. Nothing to uh, you don't have to dig up news stories. They no. come right at your face. Every day. Yes. And that's a lot easier, don't you think? Mm-hmm. Like the think go, they'll so. say, I'm overwhelmed. Now, can you believe this? And then it just goes on and on and on. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, you know, you're listening to my co-host, my friend and my favorite attorney, real estate attorney, Jerry Feeney. Morning, Hi, Jerry. Donnie. Good morning. Hello. Good morning. Jerry's one of the Metropolitan Area's premier real estate attorneys, and he'll be happy to answer any legal questions that our listeners or anyone who follows us might have. Remember, it's hard to get free advice, especially good advice. I mean, a lot of people are. I always tell people, before you ask someone advice, see what they did in their life, see how much money they made. And, you know, I mean, a lot of people give advice, and their intentions might be good. And sometimes their advice is good for them but not necessarily for you. So, you know, people have to know the place you're in. There's a lot of factors that determine what advice somebody should give you. So always go to a professional, unless it's your love life, then you can go to a friend. (laughs) Um, And even then, well, go to the Ouija board. You can always go to the Ouija board. Okay, I want to get another one. I just saw a movie and I... It was like late at night and I couldn't sleep. And it was, I don't know, I never heard of the movie in my life. But, but there was a Ouija board in it. So I was like, oh, my goodness. I used to do the Ouija board. Every sleepover I went to when I was uh-huh. a kid, we would take the Ouija board out and we'd say, is so-and-so going to be in love with me? 
will he marry me? <laughs> and I'll, I'll never forget, one time I was doing it with my brother, and I hope you know that if you do do the Ouija, the rule of Ouija is you can only do it with, you can never do it alone. Otherwise, the evil spirits really it come in. It doesn't work, yeah. 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 Well, yeah, I guess it would work. <laughs> How could it work with one? <laughs> well, I guess you could manipulate it better. Okay. So how, how did that work so out? So my brother, this is a true story. My brother and I are doing the Ouija board. We were about like 12 and 13. And he asks it, okay, Ouija, when am I going to, how, how, what, when am I going to die? And the Ouija board says 38. Oh, no. I will never forget. He turned 38 and he never forgot that. He goes, Thank God, oh I'm that. still alive. <laughs> it never left his mind. That the, that, and that's why, you know what? I, I did go to fortune tellers until I went to someone that was so good that she told me everything. Uh, good news, bad things, death, this, that. And I said, you know what? I really don't want to know. Because, you know what? If someone says, you know, by the way, you're going to get hurt or have a, it would be on my mind that it would be a self-fulfilling prophecy, so I'd rather not know. But in well, any Eddie event, is alive and well, thank God. And he's, he's a little did, over The Ouija board was not correct, thank he's goodness. slightly over the 38, I think. He's yes, slightly. <laughs> okay, but, but, but I'm just saying it had that kind of an impact. You know, yeah. it, it well, really he remembered really... it. Yeah, he remembered it. So I, Ace, I, I don't think you would remember the Ouija board, but they still have them because I, I went on, I went, I googled, and I, I oh. said, do they still sell Ouija boards? They still sell it, and I they sell them, the... and they yeah. sell them. So, Ace, yeah. anytime you want to know anything about, I'll get the Ouija, and when you we go when we're in New York, we'll kind of have a little session. Oh, we'll use that All for right, real estate it. advice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But you know, Ace is a vice president of Citizens Bank, and he's a go-to source for advice on how to get mortgage. He's also a maestro, um, and he tells you he knows everything about mortgages and loans, and he's here to answer any questions you might have. So if you're having finance difficulties, give us a ring at 866-970-9622. He's also very good-looking, as we learned last week on the show, if anyone was listening. <laughs> it was about 20 minutes well, of yeah, uh, describing Ace's stunning good looks, and then they introduced me as a oh, real estate Oh, Jerry, attorney. I said your time is coming. <laughs> it's just going to be a surprise on when. <laughs> but we want to congratulate Citizens Bank, because last week they became the very first bank to have an online-only division, Okay. So on online customers that citizens can enjoy the speed and instant accessibility of a digital bank. New customers can open a fund and account in a five-step process that should take no more than five minutes. So for those of you who are busy and have no time, five minutes and it's all done. And if you start with a 5000 minimum deposit, you'll never have to pay any fees ever. Wow. Hmm. Wow. I have an account at Citizens. I'll have to open another one. And yeah. get this. For a savings account, the digital bank boasts a 2% annual. Is it 2% annually, Ace? Annual yeah. percentage right. yield plus right. a five-year CD offering at 3%. Pretty yeah. good. That is pretty great. good. Actually, that's great. So... You can, listen, you can give citizens a ring at 800-922-9999. Or if you forget the number, or you're driving, or you don't have time to write it, 
you can if you can ask um, Ace, and you can give him a ring here at 866-970-9622. Or... You can um, radio. You can you can radio. You can do Element Radio Show at Element.com and send your questions. You can follow me on Twitter and Facebook, Instagram at Dottie Herman, and you can listen to our app. If you have an iPhone, you can download it, or just leave your number with our uh, with us, and we'll be glad to get back to you because that's really fantastic. And you know something, I really think, and I'm the first one to be a couple of this. We don't make enough time. We make time for everybody in our lives sometimes, in our work, and our kids, and our families. And sometimes we don't do little things that really make, over the years, a lot of money that people don't think about. You know, oh, you know, even with the mortgaging, you know, when people should have refinanced, they didn't. And it really costs them a lot more money than they even realize now that they didn't do it. So take advantage of this. Um, it's a five-year CD offering at 3%, and it boasts a 2% annual percentage fee, and you can go online and you can just do this whole thing digitally. So give them a call at 800-922-99999. Or just call Ace. Just call Ace, and he'll give you the answer. Uh, By the way, if I'm a little... I'm so dedicated. I just want you to know what I did to get here. And I I can only do the show from the city or, or, or uh, Bridgehampton. So I went to Saratoga on Thursday. And uh, you didn't some call con- me, my hometown. Well, wait, right wait. it was the opening season, and my horse was not running. It's not in that category. It uh, uh-huh. had a little medical problem. Anyhow, <laughs> opening day in Saratoga is exciting. So, uh, it was, so people were just coming, and we, I... I will think of it by next week. We stayed at a hotel mm-hmm. that was uh, in town in Saratoga. So I took the, I, I drove there with a friend, a friend. I stayed at this hotel that was apparently a hundred years old hotel that was, you know, some uh, five investors purchased it and um, redid the whole hotel. And it's beautiful. It's right in town. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I met the girl that manages the hotel, and she was telling me she's from London, and she was, of course, a wannabe actress, and therefore she was in Beverly Hills. And after she realized she was not going to make being an actress, her dad was somehow in the hotel business, and she worked for the Beverly Hills Wilshire and the Four Seasons in Beverly Hills for like 20 years. And they names. recruited her to run this, rest- this, this hotel in Saratoga. So it was a big, you know, switch for her because, you know, coming from Beverly Hills. And Are you saying Saratoga, that Saratoga is not as uh, chic? No, as I love Hills, Saratoga. It's very chic. And I want to tell any of you who are in the Northeast, if you, if you have a day or two and you want to go someplace, their season is probably till the middle of September. It's a great place. It's about three and a half hours away from New York. And it's just great. There's ballet, there's arts, there's racing, there's great restaurants. It's a summer home of the Philadelphia Orchestra. Yeah, it's really a lot of culture. It's just a great place. So anyhow, mm-hmm. I met with her. We had dinner. She's great. I took a train. Well, there was no train back because everything was sold out because they were in season. People are coming, going. So I had to drive to Albany, get a car service to Albany. I'm sorry, I'm sorry to hear that. Okay. 
<laughs> well, Jerry, don't you know Albany fairly well? I, I grew up in Albany. First okay. prize is a week in Albany. Second prize is two weeks in Albany. All right. Say. Well, hey, tell me, okay, your train is 1240, so you need uh-huh. to get leave this hotel in Saratoga at 11. Okay. Oh, at least. So the drive is very nice. I get into the car. We get there at 1120. Nice. So you run. Okay. To your 1240 train. was my train. Mm-hmm. So I said, gee, they told me there'd be traffic. He said, well, there was a bit. I said, yeah. traffic? So he said, oh, I know why you think that. He said, I grew up in Queens and all my friends moved to Long Island except for me. I moved to Saratoga. He said, and when I tell them there's traffic, they laugh in my face because traffic to them there is nothing. Yeah. That's what yeah. He said. So I got to the train station, waited an hour, and. Uh, it was a lovely train station, though. Yes. And I headed back to Sorry New York City. That. And then I drove from New York City out to the Hamptons, finished the show of writing it, and uh, here I am. But Did your horse win? Did you win at uh, Saratoga? I wasn't racing. My friend no, was winning I, I an award. I, but you can no, there was no other, races other last horses. night. I left the next day. There was no races. The races started today, I think. Ah, um, oh, you went up before. Okay. No, my horses, unfortunately, they're good looking. <laughs> but they had few injuries. Mm, Legs. happens. They're always in the doctors. So, you know, they're being treated. And uh, they need rests. You know, they race a little, and then it gets a bit much, and they have to relax. I'm not. Uh, they, one of them really had potential. But um, we're now, he's now kind of taking a break, and we'll see how he does. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, look, I, I never, I, <laughs> horses is a tricky business, and if you want to make a business out of it, I think you have to have a lot of money, and you really have to have a lot of luck, too. And I did it, too, uh, with a bunch of girls, and, and uh, Linda Rice, who is our trainer, who is uh, one of the top female trainers, and we did it kind of. You know, it's we're, one of the we're top friends. Trainers, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and we did it. We're, we're friends, and it, it, we did it for fun. We didn't, I mean, we, we're not making a living. And I only have a couple pieces of a couple horses. Some of them have 30. But I had dinner with Linda, and she's in Saratoga now for the rest of the season. But it's a wonderful place. It's just really pretty and nice. And if you're. If you're out and you're in in New York for the you know the rest of the summer and you want to do something for a couple of days, if you can get a hotel room, um, it's just a nice place to go and it's not so far away. So yeah, it's a beautiful it's a beautiful historical track. You know, when I was growing up, Saratoga was four weeks a year. That was it. August they opened the beginning that was of August. They're, they, they're saying they, it's more full time, Jerry. Yeah, well, they, they started to expand it because it's a you know expensive operation to run for four weeks. And so now it runs from middle of July to uh, middle of August. Yeah. Anyhow, that was my Good. tidbit of a thing. Well, at least you got to see Albany, which is exciting. Yes, and I thought of you as soon as I saw it. <laughs> Thank you. I you asked don't. a few people if they knew you. Yeah, no, they don't. They don't. Well, I think that we should. Well, that's my surprise. Maybe we could get a monument. I think they should oh. have in Albany. <laughs> well, now, now I don't can you die think, guys? Yes, like uh, a Jerry Feeney, like monument. Oh yeah, yeah. Hometown, hometown son makes Listen, good. Listen, Jerry, Ace and I are going to surprise you one day. You'd be surprised what we could do. People, people from when New we York set our minds to it. People from New York when they go to Albany for the first time, you know, it's the capital of New York State, so they think it must be something quite, you know, extraordinary. And and they arrive and they sort of look around and they say, "This is it." <laughs> <laughs> You're like, "Yep, this is it. This is the this is the big hurrah." Um, okay. 
but it but it was fun and it was different and it was good. And so I just want you to know that you can, if you're too shy to call, you can call us. You can, you can, you can always call us. We always like to hear from you at eight six six nine seven zero nine six two two. But you can also email us at radio show, which is easy enough, radio show at element.com. Or you can post or leave questions on Facebook or Instagram or um, on Instagram at Zadie Herman. And um, tweet us. We love to hear from you. And when you have a question, believe me, a million other people have the same question. Mm-hmm. And we also have an app, so if you're on, you know, you have an iPhone, it's free. You can download I on Real Estate and get our app, and then you can, if you uh, missed part of the show or you want to rehear part of it, you can. Every show we've ever done in the last year is on that. So, mm-hmm. and I want to thank a listener who actually emailed me and said, "Zadi, you should have an app, and I'll make one for you." And he did. So, thank you. <laughs> And our app is free, huh? How come we're not yes. charging? Why don't we make some? Why don't we charge people for the app? Make some please, money. Please, 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 please. <laughs> um, anyway, I always tell you what happened on this day, and this was a big day in 1969. Neil Armstrong and those of you who are old enough remember uh, stepped on the moon. Mm-hmm. Yes. And do you know what he one said? One step for man, one giant step yep, for mankind. One step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Small right. One small step, I think. One small. I. I. I who, no, but who's got this right? If the listener then. knows, because I think it's. Wait, do we know exactly what he said, or are we guessing? I don't know, Stephen. You were alive. Ace and one I were small not step for man. One giant leap one for mankind, or something man? like that. We'll have to Google. Gee, it isn't it wonderful small. to Google? You can Google everything. I don't know. We're going to Google, okay. or if All you right. know exactly what he said but anyhow mm. he stepped on the moon and my god mm. in 1969 that was wow yeah uh, do we think people live on the moon do you think that? Uh, no no okay no. but remember i told you on this show if you hate people or you're just disgusted with what goes on here and you want to relocate all expenses paid i think uh, there's a few openings left not many you can relocate to mars and you can help get Mars going. And this is for real. They have a lot of recruits. The only problem is there's no way to get back. All right? It's a one-way trip. It's a one-way trip. <laughs> but if you've had it here and you figure, what the heck? You're, and I kid you not, it sounds like a joke, but it is really the truth. I've, I've said it. And really, they've got a million applicants. Mm-hmm. Now, on this Stephen day, was right. I, Stephen what was is right. it? That's, one small step one for small mankind. Step. Go ahead. One small step for mankind? One giant leap. One small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Oh, I like that. One small step for man, one giant. I never leap. really understood it. I, uh, for for Jerry, a man. How many one you small say that? step. No, hold on. One small step for a man. Now I understand it. When, it, when you say one small step for man, that sounds like the synonym of mankind. But he said for a man. So that makes sense. He's saying for him it was a small step. Mankind, it was a big leap. So now, now I get it. Okay, now this is not nice, but on this day in 1973, <laughs> I mean, well, well, we're giving the news of what happened. So you go what from a, a monumental, great thing that Neil Armstrong <laughs> stepped foot on the moon to New York had 57 murders, which occurred in 24 hours. I'm with oh, you. yeah, it was a new record, 1973. Okay, <laughs> okay 57 <laughs> murders, which occurred in 24 hours. 
Okay, amazing nice. when you think that now for its size, New York is one of the safest cities in the country. Yeah. The good old days, 1970. Can you like believe that? that? And if you're a cancer, you're naive and you're trusting and you share your birthday with Ernest Hemingway, who was born in 1899. We'll be right back with some of your questions. <laughs> Okay, that's 866-970-9622, and we'll be back with some of your questions. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back, and I have uh, some great questions that uh, were sent to us uh, online. But before I do that, I just want to tell you that the most new homes in the whole decade were completed in May. Uh, actually, there was 1,291,000 new homes in May, wow. and that's the most in more than a decade and not even enough. Okay? Yeah. That's what a shortage of uh, houses that we have. And therefore, I want to give everyone a bit of advice. It might sound self-serving, but it's not. The average rents reached record highs nationwide. So not only in New York or the tri-state area, they, they reached um, record highs nationwide. And of course, for those of us in Manhattan, it led the way again. You didn't think it was so The borough's $4,116 a month average rent far outpaced either cities, including L.A., Miami, and Chicago, which, but, they, but those three also saw increases, but uh, they're not quite as expensive as New York City. The national average apartment rent ticked up 3%. Uh, Manhattan cemented its standing, uh, so we are kind of, I think, know this, but Manhattan cemented its standing as the nation's most expensive place to rent with a 1.5% increase over last year. And San Francisco was a distant second hmm. because their, their average rent in San Francisco was 3500 and change, and ours was over 4000 I, uh, everybody keeps talking about how expensive it is to rent in San Francisco. It's still more expensive here. That's interesting. Yes, it is. Hmm. Uh, but the average rent grew in 220 of the nation's 250 largest cities. So, you know, regardless of what your rent is, it's going up. So, therefore, my advice to you is if you can buy, you should buy now. Rents are not going down. Matter of fact, there was an article. I, I have it with me, so I'll, I'll quote it. I think it was the Wall Street Journal or wait. I, I might have it with me. I think In your paperless was, office. Have you never seen Dottie? She's no, a paperless I, I, I digital cheat. environment. Well, yes. <laughs> but it was uh, the Wall Street Journal. I was right. Investors, rent, rental investors gamble on the affluent tenants, meaning that rentals are going to go up, up, up. For and, luxury uh, rentals. Hmm. A lot of uh, millennials have the money but don't have the down payment and the prices. So if you can buy... And again, I'm going to give you some reasons. Jot this down if you can. Of course, not if you're driving. But there's four timeless reasons, and they have been what my dad told me when he said you have to buy a home. It's the first thing you have to do. First of all, it's generational wealth. Real estate is a great asset long term. Historically, 
as Inman reported in January, renters have paid a quarter, a quarter, 25% of their income in rent. And that number is now up to 29% nationwide. And of course, it's higher in LA, San Fran, Cisco and New York. So it's higher than 29%, 30% of your income is going to rent, which there's no benefit to. Renting is simply more expensive with no tangible payoff, unless you're not going to be in a place for a long time. Homeownership helps to build generational wealth because it appreciates, usually over time, and owners accumulate equity at the same time as paying off the loan. So if you purchased a home now, you placed your capital in a safe a fairly safe investment. There's nothing 100% guaranteed that is more than likely to grow, creating a valuable sense of security also. And again, I'm a Taurus. Home is very important to me. Income generation. Real estate is a tangible asset like bricks and mortar. We can see it, touch it, and make memories with our loved ones. That can always be used by the owner personally or to rent out the tenants. So it's something that we use. I mean, you know, stocks, you have them, but you don't use them. There's still a tax benefit to many people. I mean, I know it's not as good as it was, but there is still a tax uh, benefit, and you can write off interest rates and taxable income, um, and that's a savings. And if you have investment property, any contractor's work performed, repair, maintenance, you can write that off. And for some of us, and I know for me, especially when I was younger, it was forced savings. You know, think of it this way. A portion of your payment goes to the principal of your loan. Yeah. So, and, you know, a lot of people discount that and, and don't realize what you're talking about, Dottie. Just to, well, maybe you can say a, it again. Yeah, for our listeners, when you make your monthly payment back, yes, it's true that on a 30-year loan in the beginning, much of it is interest, but some of it's principal, meaning you're repaying back the, the principal, you're buying equity in your home. So uh, if you borrowed $100,000 and the first month you paid the bank back $50 of that 100000 and the rest was interest or kind of the rent on the money, then you've put $50 in the bank, you've forced yourself to put $50 in the bank. On a more expensive home, the numbers go up. And, you know, I was looking at my principal on my apartment the other day and I'm like, Gee, that's amazing. You know, I'm, I'm forcing myself to do this additional savings every month, and you don't even feel it. You just, you just don't even feel you it. You just, it just do happens, it, and, and you, you don't even no realize choice. it. Yeah. Right. And, so, yeah. and, and believe me, when they say forced savings, for yeah. most people, yeah. it's forced savings. And you're, if, if the equity, if your price is going up at the same time, which over the long term, there's never a guarantee, but many times it does. So now your property is going up in value to or two percent a year maybe or three percent a year if you're lucky uh and you're buying equity with the four savings all of a sudden that money becomes very powerful and that's really the the, the secret here i'm telling you i live by recommending home buying you have to get in the game remember if you don't have money there's a lot of loans call ace you can find a loan with very minimal down payment now there's even people that will match equity and yeah. you don't have to start big. My first house, really, um, was a cottage. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was a cottage. I mean, and my friends had nicer apartments, but I had a home because my dad believed in home, and he drilled it into me, and uh, that's what I did. 
By the way, if you're living on Long Island, you have, well, Ace, Ace, go ahead. ahead. You should really, because Um, I can't emphasize it enough. On this topic, you know, we here at the bank, we do rent versus buy all the time um, for for folks that are interested in wondering, you know, how much can they actually afford as opposed to what they're paying for rent? And you'll be surprised, Dottie and Jerry, how many people actually pay $4,000 worth of rent a month, and they could qualify for almost over a million um, in a home, you know, depending on the down payment. But it's amazing, you know, that people... You know, Ace, maybe for one of the shows, you could kind of put a few yeah. scenarios, like if your rent is this, and, you, you know, with this, with this kind of a down payment, you could afford a home. Because I think a lot of people don't realize that. And rent, really, you're throwing your money out. I mean, it's good Especially for the landlord. So low, yeah. There's, okay, there's so. A lot of buying power right now with rates being so low, too, Dottie. Exactly. So, you know, I would definitely encourage folks to call in. Um, you know, our listeners, really, just to inquire, because it doesn't hurt to just, you know, sort of understand where you are. 866-970-962, radio show at element.com, either way. Uh, by the way, good news for Long Islanders, Waterfront Living is just a high-speed ferry from Manhattan. So imagine commuting to New York City by high-speed ferry from the doorstep of your waterfront home. It's been a dream for Long Islanders. Um, I know because um, they tried to do it for years now. Despite being surrounded by water, since regular ferry service was discontinued, discontinued years ago, but now it will become a reality when the coastal resort-style community of condos and rentals opens in Glen Cove, New York, which is on Long Island, on the water, next year. A new ferry service, along with a new road and plenty of parking spaces to bring commuters to Manhattan in roughly 60 minutes, making stops at East 34th Street and Wall Street. I think that's wonderful. Built along Hempstead Harbor on Long Island's North Shore, Garvey's Point will feature 28 acres of open space, a one-mile waterfront expands with outdoor seating, miles of trails and bike paths, playgrounds, kayak, boat launches, a dog park, beaches, an amphitheater, and the community will encompass condos and rentals, plus shopping and restaurants with on-site parking, and there will be a marina if you have a boat, hmm. and there will also be Waterfront Morgan Park, where summer concerts are held, the Mansion Hotels in Glen Cove. I mean, it's just unbelievable, and just think, if you have to commute to Manhattan, ferries like no stress, Right. I'd rather do that than be stuck in traffic. The the LIE is, look, the LIE is tough. So I think that's a great, great thing going on. So we're looking forward to that in a year. So keep your eyes open. We're going to be right back. And I, as I said, we have some questions for you guys that you guys asked us. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back. And as you know, you can listen to I on Real Estate live on AM 970, The Answer. Uh, or you can download our app um, on iTunes. And you can follow us at Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. And you can email, if you choose, or call in yourself questions at element, radio show at element.com. 
Okay, my first question that was sent from Gerald in Jericho, and I guess this is for Jerry and Ace. Gerald and um, Jericho for Jerry. Gerald, yes. And he spells it, yes, yes, with two R's. My husband and I are in our late 50s. It's a second marriage for both of us, and we've been renting for the last three years. We've decided to buy a house. I know there are laws against refusing a mortgage because of age, but in general, what do you think of the idea? We want a 30-year mortgage so we could leave the house to our kids. Gerald in Jericho. I like that. It's got a ring. Gerald mm-hmm. in Jericho. A 30-year mortgage at 50, I think, is uh, reasonable, and you're absolutely correct. Uh, Ace will give you... Th- the bank's answer on that, but certainly it's not legal for to to mm-hmm. discriminate based on age. Um, but you know, factors are different when people uh, become retired. The bank is going to be looking for you know regular sources of income and verifying that income. As long as you have that, the fact that you're uh, uh, you know approaching your senior years doesn't disqualify you from getting a mortgage, right, Ace? You do those all the time. That's correct. You do mortgages yeah, for sixty, seventy-year-old people. Of course, as as long as you know. Look, ultimately, it's it's really what what their goal is, right? So, if in this case, if their goal is to leave the the house for the kids, um, I would probably probably, I guess, ask you, Jerry. You know, maybe doing a will, you know, while the kids are still there, maybe a a more a better option. But you know, taking out a thirty year fix and then leaving it to your kids may not necessarily be a bad option, right? So, the bank well, will definitely not. You just because of your no, age. I think I think you're you're absolutely right, Ace. But Jerry, uh, Gerald, uh, here's the deal: if you want to leave it to your kids, can they afford the payments? Yeah. Okay. So that, so that what, what I say, and then and then remember, we always have a lot of fights on the show. If you have more than one child, and I guess there's two families since it's your second marriage, how does that get divvied up? So right. you would have to. What you'd want to say is, look. We're going to take this mortgage out. If you can, leave them the money to pay the house off. Or if you can't agree on what to do with the house in three months, put it on the on for sale and sell it. Because I don't know, you know, maybe one person has the money to pay it. Somebody doesn't. Somebody doesn't want to pay it. So I think it's a good idea, but I think you've really got to be a little bit more specific. Because, God, when, you know, when you're not alive and there's more than one child, uh, they've got to pay the house off somehow. Yeah, no, and we don't. always say on the show, if you want to guarantee uh, that your children will never speak to each other after you die, right. leave them a piece of real estate, and it's a pretty good bet that they will be at each other's throat. Right. So you've got to leave like cold. if you yeah. if you can't agree, and these are two different families, and if you can't agree, then you have to put away of okay, if you can't agree on what to do with the house, you, you then you'll sell it and split the money, something of that nature. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Second question from Beverly and Kipps Bay. I'm looking for a new apartment and want to buy a condo. My husband wants to buy a co-op because he says they're better kept and the owners have more control of the building. What are the benefits of one over the other? Is resale better for one? Do co-op owners really have more control? Is it worth the hassle to buy a co-op or is buying a condo just as hard? No, That's a lot of questions. So Better kept, I mean, I'll just chime in on better kept. That's... Absolutely not true. I mean, there are condos that are much better kept than some co-ops, and and the reverse. It depends on the organization of the building and how much people in the building are willing to pay. In terms of resale, I'd throw that back to you, Dottie. I mean, resale uh, is a double-edged sword, right? (laughs) The latest market reports show that 
uh, actually that co-ops were sold, I think, uh, more a little bit more, but that's because they were less, you know, they, we built, they built a lot of high-end condos, condos because they yeah. don't build co-ops anymore. And they're, they're a better deal. I mean, you can get a cheaper price. All right? You can get a much cheaper price on a, on a, usually on a condo, a co-op. Excuse me. However, I'm just going to tell you my opinion. You have to look at the rules of the co-op. Yeah. Okay, because they limit, you know, some of them are not strict. Some of them are very strict. Some of them limit if you can let kids stay there when you're not there. Some of them limit the renting ability that you have. So uh, I would and just say that when you own a co-op, the, the benefit, you, you, you own shares of a corporation, and so you don't have as many rights. A condo, you do have more rights. Uh is a condo, do you have to go for a board interview on a condo? No. 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 And you do in most co-ops. Yeah. You know, the other thing is a condo is clearly a more liquid investment, meaning that right. if you find a buyer who's able to pay your price, you you know, you go into contract, you're, you're going to do that deal as long as there's no contingency. A co-op, they have a right of, generally have a right of refusal as long as their refusal is not based on some, uh, legally prohibited characteristic like race or religion or uh, gender, then the co-op's decision is generally deferred to by the courts as a business judgment rule. So, and I have had, <laughs> I have had deals. I remember two in particular where three candidates in a row, three in a row, were uh, rejected. Now that's a very unusual circumstance, and in both cases, the co-op hated my client, the seller. And I had that happen too. Yeah, they were punishing them. There was, it they, was hated the, they hated the guy and his yeah. wife because it was a doctor, and they really never lived there. They ended up moving to Long Island, and they hated them, and they yeah. screwed up all that. But that's not all co-ops. I mean, no. so you, you no. kind of have to you have to really work when it comes to co-ops. I wouldn't dare try to work with any other than a good broker who knows co-ops. Yeah, that's and where a knows the really boards. Can have and that's Douglas yeah. Elman. I really, you know, and I'm from Long Island. We didn't have that. I myself will go to agents to ask them, okay, who, what, what's this board like? How hard is it to get into? Yeah. Because and you have a pied really, and, you know, things like that. Yeah, it, it's like no other place in the country. Yeah. So I would say that uh, you really need to sit down with someone and talk about it because uh, there's different, it's not one better than the other, it's just different, and it's a different form of ownership. Different people this like one. different different people like different things, Zadie. And yeah. you know, and yeah. remember the Madonna fight where she she eventually lost after years of litigation, where you know her children, her adult children, couldn't remain living in the apartment when she was not in residence there. That and she's on happen. the road a lot. So yeah, yeah, that would not happen in a condo. A condo generally, uh, you know, has rules. There's no question. Uh, you know, alteration rules, and you can't just come in and start ripping things apart. They have pet rules. They have rules on smoking. That's all you know, common between co-ops and condos. The big difference is your use of the apartment, who can live there, uh, and your ability to sell it. Um, and co-ops generally trade a little bit less for the same space, I think is the general consensus. Generally, yes. Okay. I, want, I went to my parents' <laughs> closing. Now, this is signed by Child of a Baby Boomer. Wow. Okay, a child, child of a baby boomer. <laughs> I went to my parents' closing when they bought a vacation home. The bank sent a man 
who had a foot-tall pile of documents for them to sign. Mm-hmm. He explained each one, but mm-hmm. I couldn't remember half of what he said. <laughs> or if or if it was everything my parents should have agreed to. I say they needed their own lawyer to go through the closing papers before signing. What is your opinion? Oh, well, they were buying a vacation home. Presumably, they would have had their own lawyer representing them at the closing. Um, but, you know, you could have represented yourself if you want to. The fact of the matter is that <laughs> there's really two choices. Would you like the money or <laughs> sign the papers no, and you get but, the money? But, but, but I think you what know? he's asking, and I've always thought yeah. this, Yes. You know, when you're selling a home, generally the broker that you employ to sell your home is representing the seller, usually. And why shouldn't the buyer have, and I think he's saying, shouldn't the buyer have representation? Yes. And yes. by the way, I agree with that. I think a buyer should have someone, and that's called the buyer's broker. Uh, and even though you pay them separately, um, they're, they're there to tell you the deal is not a good deal and to help you out with some of that stuff. Uh so I think what he's asking is, should his parents have used the buyer's broker? Oh, yes, not a I lawyer, think that's but helpful. But yeah. the buyer's broker might not know the details on the more on 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 the mortgage papers. That you would have had to use an attorney, as Jerry said, which hopefully would have been there. Yeah, I would always yeah, I would. use an attorney, um, someone like Jerry. I have Jerry reviewing all of my docs every single time I go into yeah. the purchase. Yeah, so. You know, the- he, uh, Maybe the, the, the attorney wasn't there, but he reviewed them already. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't sound look, that way, though. I've had clients that said, I'd like to read all the bank documents before the closing. Um, that's fine. Here they are. Enjoy. Um, they're, you know, they're not the most stimulating read. Um, when you have a lawyer with you, what the lawyer can do is say, a brief description of the document. This is a typical document that we sign in connection with the loan, and, and here's what it's saying. Um, and then, of course, you get a copy of all the documents that you can take home with you and read at your leisure. But the fact of the matter is that very, very little uh, in these documents can be changed at the table. If there's a typo on the name or something like that, maybe. But, you know, if I call Ace and say, well, you know, they, they want to strike this paragraph, then, you know, I'm not going to be able to do that. The bank has very strict controls. So what's your advice to the child of the baby boomer? Dear child. Remember Aunt Landers? You know, she would say, <laughs> dear child. Uh, <laughs> Ace doesn't no, Ace doesn't remember Ann No, no. We'll tell you later, Ace. Um, my advice is, you know, hire a lawyer. Ask them to look at it. Ask them to give you advice on, on whether what you're signing is typical and normal and what it means. Um, and, you know, there are times we get to the closing table and something comes up that has not been agreed to. You know, there's a, uh, something with the loan product, or, for example, in which case we'll get on the phone with the loan officer and and try to work it out and sometimes there you know sometimes it's been an error and we'll redo the documents and sometimes that's been agreed to the client just didn't remember it so always a good idea because I, I, the foot lo- the foot high stack of papers as Dottie you remember in your closing yes and and when Dottie uh, I didn't look at them though I just told Sherry take right. care of them <laughs> but, but I gave one Jerry rule to Dottie Ace, please <laughs> one rule to Dottie which was Dottie you can talk you can chat but you have to keep signing. You can't stop signing when you start talking because we'll no, never. They have get the basking tape on my mouth. <laughs> I have one more quick question before the news, okay? And then I have some fun things that you need to know. But okay. this was a question to me: um, What is a Juliet balcony? I oh. sometimes see it mentioned in apartment ads, 
and that was from Ned in New Rochelle. And uh, I have a Julia balcony in my apartment. It's a very narrow balcony with kind of attractive metal bars. I don't want to say they're not attractive. Fitted to the outside of the building in front of an upstairs full length. So it's usually on a floor to ceiling window, Mm. and it looks like a door. And it actually opens like a door to a balcony that doesn't exist. I always say if you want to kill yourself, the Julia balconies <laughs> are, uh, the there's no balcony, yes. okay? <laughs> so it is. it is good, I mean, if you're planning, no, but if you were planning to kill yourself, you really, it would be hard because they have this bar so that yeah. you can't really just jump. Yeah. Because by from, accident, you, you could open the Juliet balcony and step doors, out to get a, you know, and step a, out thinking you're on a, a real balcony. Milk. You know, Jerry, go get a quart of milk and uh, right. you don't. <laughs> It right, evokes, well, if you uh, want to get rid of someone, you say, yeah, Jerry, yeah. You don't, you, don't go to the elevator. Go right. to the balcony. Take the door. It's quicker. It's quicker. And indeed, it is quicker to the ground to go out the balcony. <laughs> but all kidding balcony. aside, they're beautiful. They are very yeah. attractive. They're, they're, I love them. Uh, they open up, and I love air. And, you know, mm. I have to have fresh air. They open up as look their doors, and you can kind of look outside. Um but you're not going to have a party. But it's Julia not that balcony. you can sit yeah. on. There's no real. The balcony yeah. is two inches, maybe three. It evokes Juliet Capulet of Shakespeare. Right. So that's who, what a Juliet who would, who would look out is. and look at Romeo down below. OK, I'm going to ask you a quick question because I know we have to do the 11 o'clock news and you can call in after the 11 o'clock news um, if you know the answer. And what beach was the most popular beach. And don't Google it. I want don't no Google. cheaters. No Do Yahoo not Google, Google if you can thing. remember, fine. Yeah. Okay, what beach was the most popular beach in Manhattan in the 1950s? Now, if you're 30, I guess you have to Google it, so I'll know you're lying if you call up. Wait, because the, the, then I'll know that you really don't know you had to Google it. Wait, wait, the you, beach was in Manhattan or, or for Manhattan? What beach was nights? the most popular beach in Manhattan? What beaches are in Manhattan? There are no beaches I don't know. in Manhattan. I'll have to who, Google it myself. I don't who know. wrote this question? Well, uh, someone I mean, sent it in, but I, I don't know. I mean, uh, Coney Island in the answer. 50s was, Coney Island was the most popular beach in New York City in the 50s, well, but it's not it's in Manhattan. It's a We'll see if there was a beach Stay in Manhattan. Stay tuned, yes. We'll be we'll right back. Stephen to this reminisce. This is Iron Real Estate. I'm here with Jerry Feeney, Ace Water Soup Harp. And myself, Donnie Herman, will be right back after the 11 o'clock news. He almost got his name right. One day. Almost, right? Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.